Welcome everybody to another episode of the GW Show. I'm your host, Marcus Weiser, and with me as always um, is my co-host, the man himself, the one who literally has created pretty much his entire episode with the list with the free agents and everything, Mr. Dan Gonzalez. What's going on, my man? You had a busy day today, not only with your own job and everything, but just being fucking busy with the free agency stuff that we had. It, it, dealing with yeah, no, I think uh, I think I tore a ligament in my thumb, honestly. Well, yeah, well, unfortunately, we don't have any compensation for that or any short-term disability payment. So, uh, honestly, today was such an emotional roller coaster with the adrenaline going up and then shooting back down, then coming right back up. I don't feel the pain anymore. That's good, man. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to hear that because uh, buckle up. We've got a very good episode. Probably gonna be a long one as well. But yes, nonetheless, uh, let's not waste any time to it. Let's get started. And before we actually get into that, um, Dan and I wanted to talk a little bit about the World Baseball Classic um, that just uh, – it basically kicked off. Um, basically, it's like, you know, e- each country has representation of their um, – you know, with a lot of a lot of star talent um, with each, you know, uh, pre- predominantly – you know, you got USA, Mexico, Netherlands, Japan, uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Mexico. I mean, you could go on and on. You could look, you could look at the pool list, but there's a lot of good talent out there, uh, a lot of good teams, a lot of good games um, that I had watched. And I got to tell you, man, um, I think that this uh, – I think this should probably be played – at a different time frame. I don't know if I necessarily think it should be played right before opening day. Um, but it's been really fun to watch. I love the energy of these games. The, they I love the energy. Um, it's, it's like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's like postseason baseball for every game. For like the international games, like in Japan and um, in Taiwan, these are legitimately like, parties for like three consecutive hours they have like cheerleaders on top of the dugouts they have fireworks they have drums they have you know people like these people just constantly walking around with beer but you know we have that here in the states but right you know it's it's crazy especially in japan the tokyo dome i actually wake up like on certain days off i wake up early just to watch the, the Japanese game because the Tokyo Dome is such a crazy environment. I wish, I wish we could somehow get that energy and bring it over here. Um, yeah, I uh, one thing I did see about like some of the like one a game that uh, Shoya Itani hit a home run and like a fan caught it. Did you see where like they allowed them to basically like the, the fan the the person who caught it allowed other people sitting around to take a picture with the ball and they brought it back. I thought that was like insanely awesome because if you did that here in the states, the first person that does that is taken off of that uh, ball. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're getting you're you're getting robbed. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it just goes to show you like the cultural differences of stuff like, like something with that nature is far beyond you know when it comes to like baseball. So um, Mark, it's Mark, so cool. uh, so I know you make you make like uh, softball jerseys. You have your own company double scoop apparel yes sir i think you need to i think you need to contact whoever runs the great britain baseball federation and i think you guys need to work something out because i swear to god those jerseys i i don't know i don't know how to explain them 
It's like they yeah, look those like, are like it looked like they went on Microsoft Word, and someone tweeted out. It looked like they went onto Microsoft Word, did like the bold Arial font and just pasted it on a jersey. And then today they played, and some players the T and great, no, no, I lied. The T in Britain started peeling off. On, it, on a few players' jerseys today. Yeah, it looked. It was. It reminded me of like when you're a kid and you've got like. This is a pretty good one because I feel like every kid has done this to their parents. You, it, it's like nine thirty at night, and it's a day before, and you have to you have to work on a solar system project, and you're like, mom, dad, uh, I got this project I got to work on, and it's due tomorrow, and you gotta whip. I am. You gotta whip 10, that motherfucker up. I am ten thousand percent guilty of that. And yeah. if my mom hears this, <laughs> if my mom hears this, she will laugh her ass off. Oh, 100%. I was guilty of that. I was guilty of, like, we did a volcano one. Um, like, poster boards for, uh, for like, science fair projects. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I think, the fun- I-, I think the funniest thing to me ever, and some people might think it's, like, a like an embarrassment thing. I think it's literally, like, one of, the, like, the funniest moments of my, like, childhood is, you know how, like, you have, like, your, like, science fair like contests you know like you have people place and you go further and shit right Mm -hmm. so i i remember i did a category i don't know the category because it really doesn't mean much but all i know is i did a shit job on it well (laughs) come to find out dan come to find out i was the only one who who entered into this specific category right so you would think by by default i should get first place right I got second. Yeah. I got second place. It was so bad. I got second place at a one of one entry. Who beat you? <laughs> Nobody. It was just so fucking bad. That they com- get- who beat you? The computer? <laughs> <laughs> the CPU? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Probably the kid who didn't bring anything. Well, at least we understand his his struggles. So we'll give him this. Well, they, it went to a tiebreaker, and he just had such an obscenely high GPA that we just had to give it to him. I was, but it was funny because it doesn't matter because top two at the top when I was in top whatever top two of each category got to advance. Yeah. So like, I got to advance to so like I think it was like districts or some shit for the category, and then I remember that time I was like, all right, like I'm gonna really put fucking effort into it, and then ended up like. I really like doing shit like that from from then on. But yeah, I was like, that's that's one of the. It almost reminds me of that. Like you put little fucking effort, and then you're like, oh, well, someone's got to participate or got to do this. But yeah, those uniforms are absolutely terrible. Like, like you said, I do like apparel. I do like sportswear jerseys and shit like that on the side. And I looked at it, and I was just disgusted. You're telling me like a country who literally has a sport of soccer who literally changes three kits every season with sponsors. You're telling me you couldn't whip up something of that nature? Who also, by the way, who made the, the company who made their jerseys was Nike. Like, Is it Nike who did their jerseys? Yes, sir. Nike did those. What a I disgrace. Would be embarrassed. What I would a, be embarrassed. What a disgrace. You can do so, you can do so many cool things by like incorporating like the british flag 
you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Something, man. Like, it could have been something ridiculously fire. <laughs> something. You could have put Harry Maguire's face on it and people would be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Maguire! Ha Harry Maguire! You could have done something. D you did nothing. You literally well, let's, did nothing. Um, yeah. Honestly, and I think I think this will rival this. Team USA's performance so far. Not good. They Great Britain got off to a fire start on them. I know, I know it was one nothing, but like this one should have been we should have mercy ruled them, honestly. It should have been stopped. Like we like the the way this is the greatest lineup I've ever seen in my life. To the point where Trey Turner is batting fifth. The way they've constructed this lineup, I think it was, I think it went, if I remember correctly, Betts, Trout, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Trey Turner. Yep. Real Muto. And you know, it, it was so yeah, it was Schwarber. It was so deep that Pete Alonso and Tim Anderson, who are all stars, are on the bench. <laughs> like and and I know like so I know a few games like some of these teams got off to like early starts but you know if you keep you know if one of these lesser teams keeps it close they can get one inning where they break the game wide open and you're screwed you know and not saying that mexico is a bad team because mexico to me was a sleeper team they have decent pitching offense is pretty solid mm -hmm. um even without alejandro kirk playing they still have a very solid <laughs> offense and you know, they showed up yesterday. Patrick Sandoval pitched a hell of a game. And that's where USA is lacking. And it's really sad that a lot of pitchers, American pitchers, chose not to participate. While Japan has Shohei and Yu Darvish, the Dominican Republic have Sandy Alcantara. Um, you know, Patrick Sandoval pitches for Team Mexico. You know, you, you have these guys who are the best Darvish and Shohei are elite starting pitchers. Mm. You know, Sandy Alcantara won the Cy Young award last year, pitching for the freaking Miami Marlins, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, I guess it's sad to see, you know, and, and Dominican Republic too has a, you know, Christian Javier's pitching, Jose Urquidy is pitching, Luis Garcia is pitching. Like these are elite starters, but USA is rolling out. Like, no, I'm not disrespecting anyone, but like you know, Nick Martinez, Lance Lynn pitches tonight. Um, Adam Wainwright was the starter. Yeah, Wayne. Yeah, Wainwright left a hanging nothing ball, and Trace Thompson sent it out. Mm -hmm. Like that. The and the thing is too, they're not playing with the same energy as these other countries. These other countries are playing like it's Game Seven of the World Series. Especially, you know, like Venezuela and Colombia, like when a guy's hustling around third, the whole dugout is on the field rallying them home and they're having a good time. They're having fun. And that's what I love about the World Baseball Classic. You get to see all these different cultures and, you know, all these, you know, all-star lineups. But then USA is just plain vanilla. So it's like you have to. Now there's urgency, and they're lucky that Colombia lost today to Great Britain because now if the United States wins out, they move on. And they play Canada in like 10 minutes. And Canada beat Great Britain 18-8. to eight. So this Canadian offense can get going too. 
Some of these teams, man, they're just I'm watching some of these teams. Excuse um, me. Like there's not really a bad team either. No, man, like like pool pool A, everyone finished two and two. Like the Dominican Republic, like, good team. Puerto Rico, great team. Venezuela, great team. Um Japan went undefeated Japan, in their group. Australia, Japan Italy. Is a solid team. Honestly, yeah, man, like one know, of the teams looking on the outside that could be Cuba. One of the first teams out, USA. Hundred percent. Yeah. Honestly, they they may not be they I think they can make it out of this group now, but I'm going to say the game against Colombia is going to really test them. Colombia has a good team. Yes, sir. Defensive wise, very good. And they get timely hits. They're not gonna wow you with anything. The Colombia game is gonna be tricky. Did you hear about the pitcher? No, Colombia uh, just lost. Did you did you hear about the pitcher from Nicaragua? Yeah, he got signed by the Tigers after he struck out like Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael Devers. I forget who. Yeah, he struck out the side, and he immediately got a contract. But you see, that's what I mean. This is a great tournament too for people who may are who may be forgotten. Or they're just out there floating around in free agency, and they're just trying to get a chance. It's um, it literally reminds me of like World Cup environment, where like you have that guy who like really goes off um, on his transfer. His transfer value skyrockets. Yeah, Hamas Rodriguez, bro. That's... Yeah, look at uh, Co- look at uh, Cody Gakpo from Liverpool. Yeah, like the, the exam, just I mean examples of of that. Um, <clears throat> uh. I mean, before the World Cup, did you even hear about Diego Forlan? Oh my God, I mean, goat! I mean, Diego Forlan, <laughs> uh, Luis Suarez. I mean, Luis Suarez. We obviously knew, but like that, that tangent of those. How about two. A, a Mexican goalkeeper, Mimel Ochoa? I don't even. I don't even know what club he plays for. All I know is that if he suits up for Mexico in the world and during the World Cup, I know he's doing his thing. Yeah, and he's he got he made it to the Italian league. Now he plays in Serie A. Like, dude is just. He's a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, I mean, there's examples. You look at every World Cup, there's always one guy who gets signed that, or that has a great, a great like transfer that market that hits him. It happens every time. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think overall like, it's been pretty solid. I don't think we want to spend too much into it because we have a very long list, which by the way, I just updated with something else on the list while we were doing this. Um, I said something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I uh, apologize Sorry, for that. I get, I, I get one free jet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. So let's so obviously Dan. Um, today is the the legal tampering opened up, and uh, I don't know if we consult consider it's the legal tampering or just free agency opened up because man, like we're not talking like some regular like role players getting signed. We're not talking about, you know, a bunch of who's and I didn't even know they still played in the NFL kind of deals. Or, I mean, we're talking about a pretty big list of guys that still make an impact in today's league, starters, people that, I mean, could shift things around. We've got, you know, <clears throat> news of guys wanting to get trade. I mean, let, let's let's not t- talk too much into it because we have a big fucking list, man. Um, so it they, went. It went today, man. I was really hoping to take a nap. Did it? <clears throat> yeah. No. 
Exactly. <laughs> and um, so starting off with Ooh, starting off okay. with what? Oh, you saw the one I put. Yeah, yeah, I did not see that. That's interesting. Okay. So starting off with a fucking bang right from the beginning. I mean, literally right from the beginning, right? Pretty much when this is everything kind of unfolded. Um, actually, I think this might have happened right before tampering period. But anyways, let's get started with this, Dan. So right, mm -hmm. right around the beginning of the week, uh, we had received news. Uh, I think la our last episode we had said that the Rams were kind of looking to rebuild. They're trying to tear that tear that shit that they had. Try to get up there, you know, rid of their Super Bowl hangover. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. Anyways, uh, Miami has traded for Jalen Ramsey and is taking on 100% of the contract. In return, uh, they're giving up a third-round pick and uh, tight end. Um, Hunter Smith. Hunter Smith. Um, I believe that. I tell you, uh Getting Jalen Ramsey's contract off the book and not having to be uh, on the hook for any of it, big W for the Rams, especially for what they're trying to do. Uh, getting Jalen Ramsey and being able to afford him and Xavier Howard, big fucking W for Miami. Um, yeah, humongous W, especially when you got to go against Josh Allen twice a year and presumably whenever they decide to do it, which I have them doing it at like two thirty in the morning when the, the jets get Aaron Rodgers, Um, and I mean, they get to at least have a, a bye week when they have to play Mac Jones twice a week or twice a year. So a uh, huge win for uh, Miami for this. Um, I think this is the first time we've seen something crazy like this, where you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two very, very good, Fast receivers, very good at their position, and then you have Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey, two of the best at their at their position. It's like corners got to cover one, and then the and then, I mean, I don't know what to do with that with this with Dan. So I I'll let let take it to you, man. What do you think about that trade? Um, hell of a deal. Um, and people were wondering, people keep saying that the, you know, that the Dolphins fleece the Rams and. The only thing I say to that is not really because the only way they were going to get them for the how they got them was if they were going to absorb that entire contract. Yeah. So it's basically you traded Jalen, you traded Jalen Ramsey and twenty five million dollars a season to the Miami Dolphins for the third round pick and um, Hunter Smith. Uh, like I said, it's it's a hell of a deal. You know, like you said, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey immediately rival DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. Um, you can't go wrong with any corner core. I mean, if you're looking for the experience, you'd go Miami. If you're looking for based off of last year's stats, you would go with the Jets. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they have they have the best one-two punch wide receiver, um, arguably in the NFL. Um, you know, they, they, would, they would get very close to rivaling T. Higgins and Jamar uh, Chase. Uh, it, 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 it's, great, it's great for Miami. There's no, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, and I don't think Miami's done, you know, Miami's very aggressive when it comes to free agents and trades. I think they're still looking at Jordan Poyer to add to the safety core, which would be a huge ask for them. You know, just, I think they're anticipating Rogers coming. So, you know, load up the secondary while you can. Would you so, think it's a possibility um, that they put, they maybe put Jalen Ramsey in like a hybrid position where he plays corner and safety kind of deal? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think absolutely. So too. And then they have and they still have, you know, Noah Igbenogany too. You know, they have the decent corner there. You can slide him in and you can have Jalen Ramsey playing up top. You know, they can do a multitude of things yeah. with that secondary right now. Yeah, I agree, man. Um yeah, I think this is a really good move. I think it's a good move for both sides. It, I mean, obviously Jalen Ramsey is one of the top in the position, but kind of hasn't played to his basically superstar un inhumane ability of just being really good at what he does, but still really good. A lot of teams obviously um, could have used it, but um, his preferred destination was the Dolphins and uh, the Rams respectfully uh, treated him to his request, which, Hey, I mean, Miami's a pretty nice place to live. If, uh, yeah, He's from there, so it's easy. Yep, exactly. 100%. You know? Yep, easy enough. All right, so moving on to uh, your New York Jets. Um, not Aaron Rodgers, but uh, yeah. Quincy Williams re signed with the Jets. Um, you want to go ahead and break down the details there for your, uh, for your re signing? Yeah, um, hell of a re signing. Uh, three years, $18 million, $6 million AAV for the next three seasons, which is very team friendly because obviously we know what. The Jets are trying to build up for and do. Um, uh, and Quincy, the uh, brother of Quinn and Williams, who the Jets definitely need to resign because it looks like that defensive tackle market is rising. Um, you know, team-friendly deal. Quincy Williams, hell of a player, good tackler. Sometimes he gets a little too aggressive and does miss some tackles. Um, but other than that, um, I'm happy to have Quincy back. He was a hell of a player, good complimentary linebacker to C.J. Mosley. Uh, hopefully the Jets come back and re and re-sign Quan Alexander. Um, and, you know, small quick tidbit to they re-signed Greg Zerline. You know, special teams is very underrated. It's great to have a kicker like, you know, Greg the Leg. So I was, I was actually really happy to see like a like a good small sign like that. You know, Zerline's back and Quincy's back. Hopefully the uh, Jets get, you know, obviously the big prize is Aaron Rodgers. Sounds good. All right, so uh, 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 Deron Payne um, of the Washington Commanders uh, re-signed with them. It is the largest interior lineman contract not named Aaron Donald. Um, Which is crazy. It's a huge contract. Uh, th- that being said, uh, the first question, Dan, um, what does this mean for Chase Young? Uh, prove it you're this year, man. Prove that you are, you know, you are what you are. I believe in Chase Young still. Uh, injuries have just been really bad on the poor kid. Hopefully, if, you know, you get a healthy year under him, he can definitely have a very productive season next year. It's a, it's a prove it year. You know, he's still on a rookie deal as well. It's still more or less team friendly from the way the market's looking for edge rushers, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, some very good edge rushers coming in the draft. Right. Uh, value is only going to go up for some of these guys, especially the more more uh, the NFL evolves. <laughs> Agreed, man. So, and by the way, his contract was four year, ninety million dollars. That includes sixty million guaranteed. Guys getting paid, man, for sure. All power to you, Deron Payne. You deserve it. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, next on the list here. Um, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Gibson uh, re-signed with the 49ers on a one-year deal. Um, 
definitely uh, bring it back. Uh, somebody who was a starter for all 17 games last season. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're trying, if if you're trying to run it back, and you know, with with the same defense that I mean, predominantly succeeded very well last year. You know, bring all your pieces back, and I'm sure he took a veteran friendly deal to be able to get to do that. So. Oh, without a doubt. That one-year deal was perfect. Yeah, 100%. So next on the list here we got, uh, which was kind of a weird one <clears throat> that uh, we had that I had seen. Um, the Browns have restructured quarterback Deshaun Watson's contract, creating nearly $36 million in cap space. Um, but, however, by doing this, um, this may – makes it to where his next two seasons, his salary cap hit is $64 million each year. Um, and apparently they have created a short list of six wide receivers that they're targeting. Really? I'm assuming like it's like Odell Beckham, Juju Smith, DeAndre Hopkins, I didn't, I didn't, trade. I didn't really see the list. I don't think they got even posted out there. I think it was like an article, but I'm assuming it's whoever the – big dogs are and you know you probably put in like something like a dj chark in there as well right it would be kind of ironic to see deandre hopkins get traded there just you know to play with deshaun watson again <laughs> would be kind of ironic but you know they already have amari cooper so it's like amari cooper and and like hopkins i thought it's kind of a lot so they, it is and they tried it with odell and jarvis and it didn't work out either but you have a better quarterback now so maybe it could work out I just think I just I'm trying. I wonder if they're going to keep doing like the you know restructuring his contract because at the end of the day the money still has to get paid to him. It's just a matter of how long. You know he might mm-hmm. he might go. You know what? You guys can create twenty million dollars now, but you got to spread it through one million a year for twenty years when I retire. Bobby Vanilla, let's get it exactly. Chris Davis, all hundred percent. Uh, so this one I think was also kind of a surprise too, Dan. I don't really see a need for this, um, but you know maybe give me your take on it. Uh, John o. Smith, who played for the New England Patriots, was traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I want you to give me your take on this because uh, I don't see a reasoning for this. So what, what what's your thoughts? Uh, just another body there. Uh, you can line Kyle Pitts out wide. You can line him in the slot. John Smith, a very similar wide receiver, or excuse me, tight end. Uh, he could be a hybrid wide receiver. He's got the athletic build for it. Matchup nightmare. I think it's just to add a piece to the offense. I think it just adds an extra dynamic. You know, a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. You have Desmond Ritter, who's going to be starting a full season right now. So, you know, if you can get, like, two big body guys and, you know, you have an athletic freak like Kyle Pitts, you know, you still have a big guy, too, in Drake London. You got Jonu Smith. You know, they just re-signed Chris Lidstrom as well to protect uh, Desmond Ritter. You know, it's, like, it's, a, it's a very under – it's not, it's, it's not a move that's going to make you fall out of your chair, but it's definitely, like – it makes you say, like, okay, like, okay, you know, I, I get it to an extent. It's a matchup nightmare because it's it could be very similar to last year when the Jets got CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin, and Conklin ended up being like the matchup nightmare, and you know Uzama was just a big body in case he needed it. Yeah, I I wonder how you know when with trading John o. Smith is also you remember a couple of years ago obviously that they went bit you know the Patriots went big and signed two 
uh, two tight ends in Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and we were like, that was so stupid. Um, that was that was actually stupid, and it was that was kind of that one was like the beginning of the downfall for me too for the New England Patriots. That one was like the you guys are you guys are desperately reaching right now. It's like, uh, Bill, I know that you were like reminiscing over the fact of when you had a two tight end system. You also had one of the greatest tight ends of all time in that. Understand that John Smith and Hunter Henry are probably sixty percent of one Rob Gronkowski, so it doesn't work like yeah. that. And they they tried capitalizing on John who had a good year with Tennessee right before. Yeah. So. Hey, I mean John who got the bag. That's that's all it's about, man. Um, hopefully, you know, with a resurgence in Atlanta, maybe it might help him out because Kyle Pitts has basically stunk since he's been there. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see. All right, next on the list that we got here, um, the Bears have signed um, linebacker. Everybody. Yeah, right. Uh, former <laughs> former Eagles linebacker TJ Edwards to a three-year deal, three years, $19.5 million, $12 million guaranteed. Um, that's pretty fucking good for a deal for somebody who was a really good uh, linebacker for the team who was just in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's a Wisconsin guy too, so he's, you know, He's nearby. Exactly. So uh, big, big day for the Bears. Uh, we've got plenty. We got quite a few more that we're going to go through. Um, yeah, I, I think they're doing maybe pretty solid this offseason. Uh, next one on the list. This one did surprise me as well. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler pretty much announced today uh, that he is requesting a trade. Uh, due to basically some issues with a contract extension, the Chargers have allowed him, uh, given him permission to basically go out there and uh, see who is um, interested in his services as far as being their next running back. Um, Dan, this guy is not only a very reliable running back, um, one of the best in the red zone as far as scoring goes, uh, I believe he was top. He was top three, I believe, the last two years. Uh, has played every game the last two years, and is on a personal level my favorite running back in fantasy football. Um, so yeah. please, please do not. The league does not need to do anything wrong to Austin Eckler. If he is traded, trade him to a team that can block for him. Give him a quarterback that can continue throwing little screens, little dump out routes. And just let him continue being successful so I can keep getting paid in fantasy football, please. Thank you. That's all I got. Um, other than that, I think... I was surprised because, you know, with Kellen Moore stepping into the building now, I thought Eckler would have been like a Tony Pollard type. And we saw what an amazing year Tony Pollard had. Yeah. So I, I was very surprised at that. And, you know, it, it could be, you know, it could be a multitude of things. He could have been feeling that he was getting pushed out because... You know, the Chargers did draft Isaiah Spiller last year. And he maybe had a feeling that when his contract was up that, you know, they were going to run into, you know, a Melvin Gordon part two where you're just standing off. And the Chargers have always been that franchise. They're not really into keeping their talent. It's weird, but they're very, you know, if they're going to let you go, they're going to let you go. They're a very stingy franchise, which I never understood because they have produced some incredible, talented players. Extremely so. 
Um, <clears throat> I also was just reading here because I was thinking about like another big time running back that um, could be potentially on the trade market, and I was I wanted to basically double check before I had stated on here. Um, but I know the Vikings have been interested in like basically like hitting the reset button with their uh, player personnel as well. And apparently mm -hmm. what I'm reading that uh, the Vikings have been contacting multiple teams to uh, acquire about trading Dalvin Cook. Yeah, they want to use whatever they have left to re-sign Alexander Madison. Yes. Um, I read that article too. Yeah, and then Kirk Cousins is essentially playing at his final year. They're not going to offer anything to him until basically later on during the year. But another team, just like the Rams, are trying to do a little shake-up there. Could be interesting to see if the Vikings do draft a quarterback with that in mind as well. Um, you never know. They could wait, do it this year. They could wait till next year. Who knows? They could sign a veteran. We're not really sure. Um yeah, like I said, this is that time for the NFC North where the scene is shifting, where the Vikings and the Packers are coming down and the Lions and the Bears are coming up, especially the Lions. And, you know, we have to see how the Bears' free agent moves pan out. But, yep. you know, it could be a big changing of the guard in the NFC North next year. A hundred percent. And just in general, there was a lot of guards that signed today or that basically are stating that they're uh, – they're, um, uh, agreeing to sign with these teams, but um, mm -hmm. let's uh, let's go over to the West Coast here. We've got uh, <clears throat> Dan here with the back to back to back picks for Denver. Uh, first one on the list here is Broncos signed offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey. Uh, he was with the San Francisco 49ers, signed to a five year, eighty seven and a half million dollar deal. Uh, big boy money right there. I tell you that huge. Yeah, no money, one. Huge. Money. No one was paying. I read something that no one was paying that. Hey. W. And Orlando Orlando Brown's probably gonna get end up getting the same money. Hey, good for them, man. People hey, you got you gotta get paid, man. You gotta get paid for your Hey, you know, shout out shout out Mike McGlinchey. He's a Jersey boy, you know. Always happy to see y'all succeed. <clears throat> Next on the list we got uh guard Ben Powers, four year fifty two million dollar deal. Um I think I did read where his deal or his contract is only pretty much guaranteed for two years, $28 million. Um, Kind of a weird structure on his contract, but hey, um, we know that Sean Payton loves to take care of his offensive linemen. We know that uh, we know that Sean Payton likes to utilize the linemen, especially when it comes to the run game, like, you know, with the, pulling the guards. And it's when you have to be able to protect the quarterback. And they've learned that, that is basically how you can make or capitalize and maximize Russell Wilson's opportunities. It starts at the it starts at the front line. You you protect the quarterback, you get points mm -hmm. on the board, everything in between blows through. I'm telling you, they're gonna be all right next year. I'm telling you. We'll see. They're gonna That's be very tough divisions. So. They're flipping they're flipping stuff around there. I know. We'll we'll see. Maybe they maybe they finally got their shit together, but uh so third one on here on the list from the three in the row, not really a huge thing, but I mean, it does solve a problem if it potentially ever comes about. But uh, Jared Stidham signed uh, with the with the Broncos to your ten million dollar deal to be their backup. I mean, so the I the I in Stidham you have to change into a U. Jared Stidham. Stud. Stidham. Yeah, 
Jared, <laughs> Jared Studham, uh, week 17, uh, with a, with no, no, uh, playoff implication. Oh Jared Studham. What a God. What a God. Yeah. Jared. Hey, you know what? You never know. You never know what can happen to Russ. And Stidham showed that he could, excuse me, Studham showed that yeah. he could start if he needs to. <laughs> That's fair, man. I thought, I mean, he was, I think he was kind of given an unfair opportunity with the Patriots. Um, same thing too, man. If you can, if you can run Josh McDaniels, quote unquote, very complex offense, and they were winning some football games, I don't see why not. You know, very similar. We'll, you know, we'll touch on it. You know, the Dolphins got a backup quarterback who's also very capable of starting games, just in case. Dog. Ah, uh, that one. That one actually hurt. That one actually hurt my feelings. I bet it did. Uh, <laughs> So next one on the list, my man. Uh, we're kind of going through this pretty good, even though we have a lot more to go. Um, we have uh, the Falcons signed. Uh, the Falcons are giving uh, defensive tackle David Onyemata a three-year, $35 million deal that includes $24.5 million guaranteed. Um, that is one of the few things that the Atlanta Falcons did today as well, outside of the Johnny Smith one. They have a couple others here. One that is a huge deal. Big time W deal that we'll, that we'll bring up here a little bit. Um, again, man, uh, Atlanta did not have a very good defense last year, even with as as awful as the NFC South was. Um, you don't really have to compete too too much in this division to be able to win it, but you still got to get the pieces to succeed. Um, <coughs> they're not really sure what the offensive side of the, uh, they're going to do. We don't know. We have no idea, but it looks like that they're. Their main priority so far is to take care of the defensive side of the ball, which not a bad thing to do. It's just uh, mm-hmm, not at all. We don't know who the fuck is going to be at our center week one. It might be Desmond Ritter. They might do something in this draft. They might they might they might pull a, a one eighty from up under us inside Lamar. We have no idea. So we'll see. But right now, it looks like they seem like to be addressing their defensive side. So good for them. <clears throat> Okay, uh, next, I uh, think this is a great signing for Detroit. Uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler uh, cornerback uh, Cam Sutton uh, signed a three-year, $33 million deal to, uh, to basically play alongside of Jeff Okuda. Uh, great, great signing. Um, it, for the simple fact of the, uh, the Lions secondary was absolute dog shit. Um, Plain simple. You're being polite. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's really bad. It, it's the biggest piece of dog shit. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, you can't have a team that literally like. <laughs> you can't have a team. I like that. That literally was averaging 35 points a game at one point, Dan, and they were losing because their defense was allowing 36 or 37 points a game. You can't yeah. have that. You can't have a team where Jared Goff is throwing 400 yards, have five touchdowns, puts up over 40 points, and you lose four because they put up 43. You know, the sad thing is their defensive coordinator is a former DB, or was, I should say. He got yeah, fired. Aaron Glenn. No, Aaron Glenn. Yeah, like no, Aaron Glenn got a contract extension. Did he? I thought he got let go. No, their, def- their DB coach got fired. Aaron Glenn got a contract extension. <laughs> okay, fuck logic, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's literally what happened. So, they have addressed a humongous side of things. Also, too, Jalen Jalen Ramsey uh, 
it was between basically Miami and Detroit for him to be traded. I believe uh, Detroit did offer, from what I had read, obviously I can't. It's something that's been like verified from like legitimate sources, just kind of beat report thing. From what I had read, Detroit offered uh, a better trade compensation, but the Rams wanted, but they wouldn't uh, take in uh, his full guaranteed contract. Is basically, nah. I, I think that they had offered. I think it was uh, a, a second rounder in there, but they were like, "We're not taking his full contract," and they were like, uh, "Nope, sorry, we'll take less and not have to pay the books for Jalen Ramsey next year." So there you go. Because we need to fix this team now. <clears throat> yep, exactly. All right, uh, next one here uh, on this list, a solid one. I think this is a very solid sign. Um, this could work. Previous relationship with one another. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo signing with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, definitely is, I say, interesting because not only does it fix their problem now, it gives them leeway to literally for him to be there for a few years. He's still, he's not old, so he could be their franchise guy, uh, presumably. Um, he's got a decent. He's got a decent offense. He's got a, a pretty good offensive, you know, skill set. You know, he's got Devontae Adams, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs came back on the franchise tag. Darren Waller's still there. Um, so I mean, the Raiders' offensive line is not the greatest. Uh, their defense is not good, but they still got they got. He's got weapons, so it's just a matter of how you can build around all of that, and. Like I said, if there was a definition of a perfect fit, it's this one. Yeah. It's this one, 100%. Yep. Um, trying to find the uh, the Jimmy G amount here, but it was it was a pretty – He got like – he's it's a pretty healthy uh, – it's a good cap. Uh, not a uh, – it's a good cap hit. And I don't mean good as an expensive. It's good as in team friendly. Yeah. And just want to put it out there too, since we covered World Baseball Classic, Team USA is up to a three nothing early lead against Canada. Good, good job. Mm-hmm. Continue that. I mean, I mean the Canadian pitcher. He's nineteen years old, so I feel bad for this kid. <laughs> he's facing this lineup. He's. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, I, I can't, I, I had to, I had to look for it. I did, I did see it on here. So it's like an eleven million dollar cap hit this year, like so, like they could still go out and do more things. And apparently, too, they're not ruling out taking a quarterback in the draft either. If one falls to them. That was an interesting tidbit that I read today. I think if there is a quarterback that they do look at getting, that's at at, at seven overall. I think it's Will Levis. I'm trading that. I'm trading that pick. To get more shit, <clears throat> I'm someone will if, get des- someone will get desperate and give me a lot more. If Will Levis, if I'm if I'm the Raiders general manager, and Will Levis is in my lap at seven, someone is gonna get desperate and they're gonna give me a lot more than they would have if they if the trade went down today rather than on draft night. I think- you can fleece a team. You can fleece a team for that. And I would do that in a heartbeat, and I would go out, you know, I'll, I'll move all the way down the draft. I'll snag a pretty good receiver like a Zay Flowers or Josh Downs to complement Renfro and Devontae, give Jimmy G another weapon. 
you know, or or just sure up like the linebacking core in the secondary if you have to. I say know, Christian Gonzalez, like that, man, build up build up your player. offensive line. I mean, you you got to protect your quarterback. That's that's the name of the game. I mean, if you don't protect your quarterback and he gets hurt, who's sitting who's behind him? I don't even know who their backup is now. They don't have one. Exactly. Protect. You got to protect them, man. Uh, I think everything else could kind of fall in place if you protect your quarterback. <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I, I think right. that I think that that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, I think they could only if they do trade down, it would be maybe a few spots so they could pick up that uh, that tackle from Northwestern. Um, that would be he's going to go early. I mean, he could fall to them at seven. There's a lot of uh, a lot of eyes for quarterbacks. Actually, yeah, actually at seven, he'll be there at seven for sure. So they might reach for him there. You know, the the Raiders love to reach for players that they have no business picking at the position. They love to do they that. Like, they love drafting players that went to the big time schools, the Clemson, the Alabamas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. who was that guy? Who was the who the, the the Clemson defensive end that like they picked? They were like clean, clean and feral. They're like who? They picked up clean and feral like. 80 spots before he was supposed to get drafted. Oh, let's not talk about, let's not talk about that with the guard from for uh, the Patriots that went in the first round from Chattanooga State. Uh, and the Rams were like, oh, we had give, we gave him a third-round grade. <laughs> yeah, Sean McVay's like, wait, he's already gone? <laughs> That's funny. That it's, it's kind of the weird thing we live in. All right, so next on here on our, our wonderful list, I feel like there's some things. Do we miss some things? No, we did. Okay, it just might be out of order. From like what I just read, my brain is just like not working with me right now. All right, uh, former New York Jets quarterback Mike, my man, got that dog in him. White signed today with the Miami Dolphins for a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal. Uh, this is definitely a this is a really good signing. It, depending with you know how Tua's uh, health history is, uh, that gives them. It pretty much just presumably is going to be cutting ties with Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Skyler Thompson is basically getting the can on that one. Uh, you're not paying back to the back to the practice squad. You go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I still, I mean, obviously they they have huge hopes and high beliefs and everything because they you know Tua is the first quarterback first player from that draft to have his fifth year option uh, exercised. Um. Dan, I mean, crazy amount of money on that extension. I, guess, I mean, they're like $23 million, I think it is. No, it's 25 There's something like that, dude. It's crazy. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it's still it a lot of money. I'm like, oh. I'm like, that's the ultimate show of belief. They're like, yeah, we, we still trust you. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, if I, I, I tell you that if there's anything that you could do to bring a confidence up in a player, it's to not only continuously publicly deny saying we're not taking Tom Brady – we're not signing Lamar Jackson. We're not signing any motherfucker out there. We're not trading for Aaron Rodgers. We're not doing any of this shit. We're going to exercise the fifth-year option for Tua, and he's going to be our quarterback. Like, stop with all this other dumb shit. I think it's, it's, it's going to be it's a huge confidence booster. Um, if there's anything like them saying, we're, we cannot confirm or deny, or we can't talk about this, then that's one of those, okay, dude, like, that this uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like it's starting to heat up a little bit. Mike White is simply there to get paid, hold hold the clipboard, get paid. And if Tua gets hurt, he comes in, like, and he just <coughs> plays plays his game. And he's going from super cold weather in Jersey to 
sunny sunny side of Florida, bro. I mean, he's also from South Florida. Yeah, I mean, you about to see Mike White coming down here like wearing, he, wearing tank tops and wearing wearing you know he's about to he's be, gonna he's gonna start a few games this year. I think so it's too. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Two is gonna get hurt, and it's a shame that I have to say that, but his track record <laughs> speaks for itself. Unfortunately, I don't want to like wish it on anyone, but you know. And he's a viable starter, you know. Oh, hundred percent. Mike White can Mike White can start a game. Hundred percent. We've seen we've seen it. He's won games for the, he's won games for the Jets. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, Connor McGovern had signed with the Buffalo Bills today. This is more painful one. Yeah, it's like a meh. I say meh because he you know he played with Dallas. Wasn't that great? Went to Cincinnati. Meh. Um. He was with us. Is with you guys? Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Leo Collins was with Cincinnati. That's right. Okay. No, I was just saying McGovern. McGovern was one of our highest rated offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, he did okay with Dallas. Um, I said he was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah signed sign with Buffalo. Uh, he could have been protecting Aaron Rodgers, but he's not. He's gonna be protecting Josh Allen. So, uh, you know, tick for tack. I mean, take it how you want with that. Uh, but not like obviously a luxurious signing. Guards are not like a luxury thing unless it's like a you know like the top guy you know what I mean. But it, it's just one of those. Yeah, things. I mean they had they had a problem with the right side of their line. Their right guard and right tackle was dog shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Bills definitely need to upgrade that <laughs> side. Um, next on the list here, uh, kind of came out of the, literally the woodwork. It just left field randomly today. I don't know how this stuff happens, especially with the who this team also signed today. They're like, how the fuck does this team even have the money to do it? Um, <clears throat> first, I'll just go ahead and start it. Just kind of, so uh, Kansas City signed Jawan Taylor to a four-year, eighty million dollar deal, right? Mm-hmm. Huge money. Signed him away from Jacksonville. Huge loss for Jacksonville. But I also think that if they, if Jacksonville wanted to re-sign him, they could, uh, because you know Jawan Taylor played at Florida. You know that's where he's from. That area kind of thing, boom, makes sense. Cool. Uh, went to Kansas City. Now he's going to go protect Patrick Mahomes, and he's probably going to have two Super Bowls, Super Bowl rings with his four-year tenure there. You know, congratulations to him there, and he's going to get the bag. But the other side of this thing, bro, Laramie Tunzel was in trade talks. Houston, Houston was in talks to trade Laramie Tunzel today to Kansas City. How the yeah, fuck is that, that even possible? I was gonna say if they can get both of those dudes, and you mix them in with Creed Humphrey and um, I think is it Andre Smith or something on that line? It doesn't matter who it is. Both of us can play. It doesn't, but they, they they have <laughs> so ridiculous. Like that's unfair. That you you couldn't you wouldn't be able to stop them. Isaiah Pacheco's gonna run for seventeen hundred yards next year. Andy Reid literally got up the next day, the first day of the offseason, and goes, "I am not having my quarterback." have a high ankle sprain ever again. We're going to sign one of the top free agent offensive tackles, and we're going to try and trade for one of the best offensive tackles in the NFL. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. People are going to go, okay, that sounds good to us. Like, this uh, is, quick thing too. This is quick thing too. WB, WBC stuff. It's still the bottom of the first USA is up six, nothing. <laughs> hey, let's go. They hey, heard, let's, they hey. heard, they heard. They heard the talk. They were listening. Hey, to they it. they were lis- They were listening. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. But right yeah, here, keep, keep going. This is this is what you call a a response 
to not giving in to Frank Clark's big ass deal he had. This is exactly what it takes, you know, for a GM to, to win or to bring a dynasty into play. Frank Clark was due a sh- with a shit ton of money. I think it was like twenty nine million dollars. They said, "Look, man, we can't pay you." He didn't want to restructure nothing, so he said, "Okay, here, have a good day." They had nothing on the table to him. They had all that money. Now they're able to sign a a uh, top tier from the free agency market offensive tackle, and they were talking about going after another one. You got to protect the side that matters the most, and Patrick Mahomes is the guy that you, I mean, you 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 better protect. So we'll see what the Larry thing in the next group. couple. They of days. made they made a good point today about it on NFL Network, and they said that a lot of people now the Chiefs have turned into that team where people where players are going to take less money to just go play there. Yeah, hundred percent. No, knowing knowing that you're going to be involved in your conference championship and you're probably going to get a Super Bowl or get at least a Super Bowl appearance in, this you know? Patriots all over again. That's exactly what it is. You're going you're to take significantly less money to go play in Kansas City. Like, when you play with Tom when you play with Tom Brady, you have a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry hits a three-point shot. That is a, that is a proven statistical number. That's just crazy. That is huge. And the thing about it, too, if you tell them I want more money, they're going to tell you, okay, uh, you want me to walk you to the exit because we'll just go find someone to replace you. <clears throat> it's exactly what they told Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown wanted to get paid as if he was the best right tackle in football, and they're like, nah, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get another guy, and then we'll go trade for a top five guy in that position on the exactly. opposite side. So speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the Chiefs, uh, former, former starting right tackle for the Chiefs, Andrew Wiley, uh, he's planning to sign a three-year, $24 million deal to reunite him with Eric, Eric Bien-Ami. Um Wiley started 59 games his five-year career with the Kansas City Chiefs. Which is great. So good for him on that one, man. Uh, he, he's gotten rings. He got two rings. He's gotten – and now he's getting getting paid for his services. And he gets to go play with an offensive coordinator he probably wants to play for. So, hey, good for him. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, they more or less bring in that same scheme. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. That's going to be an interesting uh, team to watch out for as far as <clears throat> what happens going on over there. But um, so next on here, we got the Bengals have re-signed linebackers Jermaine Pratt to a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. Um, he gets- yeah, I said keep them, keep them together with Logan Wilson. That's another big piece for the Bengals to you know keep around. Yep, a 54 career game starter will continue his career over there. All right, uh, next on here, um, it took a while for the uh, for, for the contract to come out, or as far as the the, the deals for it, because I was sitting here waiting. I seen it. I was like, damn, like is this ever gonna come out? Um, Von Bell signed with uh, the Carolina Panthers. Which I was really intrigued with. I guess he's going to be alongside Jeremy Chin. That's what it looks like. Uh, three years, $22.5 million, $13 million guaranteed. Uh, not, a, not a bad deal. I mean, it's a pretty... That is a very good team-friendly deal. Yeah, that's a pretty solid deal, honestly. I, I don't... I mean, you're still getting paid pretty good. Uh, and the... the the Pan- that's the one thing the Panthers have is they don't have like a really awful defense. It's just their offense is so bad 
that their defense looks bad. Does that make sense? I like I like how they publicly said that they're going to openly talk about trading Matt Corral, and I'm like, is that supposed to intrigue anybody? Yeah, and yeah, the Panthers are open to trade like, Matt I, Corral still, for a third am I supposed rounder. To like, am I supposed to like jump off the couch and be like, we need him? Fuck Rodgers. Or if Rodgers falls through, go get Matt Corral. We're talking about the guy like, who sat st- behind um, P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. This is the guy that we're talking about. Okay, got it. All right, so now and you want a third rounder for him. Look, man, tell me you fucked up the first overall pick trade without telling me you fucked up the first overall pick trade. Exactly. Or do you want to just trade back now and recoup your draft capital that you lost? Like He's, this, this. I want you to openly say that. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, look, look. We understand that you fucked up and you traded too much, and you're like, oh crap, we got to recoup our losses. But like, man, like you could just say you messed up, and we'll we'll believe you. It's totally fine. I I don't think. I mean, can the trade? Can the trade? Can the trade be rescinded? Because technically, the new league year has not. Uh, yes, theoretically, if DJ. If uh, DJ I mean, Moore you fails wanna, his I physical, mean, I mean they'll probably. I mean, if, imagine if you were sent that, they'll just probably end up taking you to court. Dude, can you imagine <laughs> if DJ Moore fails fails a fails his physical, and that's the reason he gets pulled back? Oh my god! Oh, that that'll just be titled the NFL is going to NFL. Right, exactly. Because if that happens, they'd have they'd have to go back well, to the negotiating table, and they'd have to redo an entirely new. Um, basically a, a new trade, and yeah, that would be kind of wild. But yet, I've never—I don't think I've ever seen a team that traded up to the first overall pick and go, "Hey, by the way, um, I know we're at the top, like we're at the, we're at the pinnacle, of the top here. We literally look at you fucking peasants from below, but just understand, like we fucked up and we're trying to come back down to where you guys are." So if anybody wants to come They're up here, like, we want you to pay double. Bitch. They're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. But- hey, by the way, honestly, they probably could redangle that first pick out there. They can just make some fake statements saying <laughs> that they're undecided on the quarterback. I had read a, I had read a rumor that the, the Colts might potentially offer two firsts and a second to get to the first overall pick. Shit, sign me up. Yeah. That means Anthony Richardson's going to be an Indy. They, uh... And the reasoning for it is they really do not want uh, Houston to take the quarterback that like that they really love. And I'm like, Houston has their choice. We don't know who they really love. They could flip script and say, you know what, we're taking Anthony Richardson second overall. Bro, could you imagine? They could, if... they could flip that whole script. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, there, I just think I don't think there's many teams that want to go to the first overall pick because they're like. If you guys gave up this and you're asking to trade down, what do you think the trade offer is going to be? Like you bought it you bought it a, a dollar twenty on the dollar and now you're trying to trade it to two dollars on the dollar. Or mm-hmm. we could just sit here at five, six, or seven and go, you know what? We'll just sit here and figure out who gets what. Honestly. Because there's a team that is third overall again, who a lot I think is more interesting to see about trading on draft night than 
not doing anything. It's Arizona, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see what they do, especially the fact that Kyler's out for half the year, more or less. Yeah, 100%, man. So that's that's just a weird situation for them. <coughs> oh, yeah. Uh, continuing on with the uh, with the uh, Chicago Bears, I'll pull this up real quick uh, with some of their deals that they had. Sorry, I had a bunch of freaking snapchat notifications there from some of my buddies I was like, holy crap uh so yeah they had they signed nate davis and tremaine evans which the tremaine evans ones is a both of them are great 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 signings uh tremaine evans a four-year 72 million dollar deal with 50 million guaranteed um the tremaine evans thing bro did you know he has played five years in the league and he's twenty four years old? Mm-hmm. That that's crazy, crazy. I I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. I felt like he's been playing in the league forever, but he's about to be playing for ten years, and won't even be thirty. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. That's a, like I said, the the Bears are rebuilding that team. And they're doing a great job, especially yeah, that yeah. defense. You know, Chicago's always been known for their defense. Uh, and then Nate Davis got a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Um, make, I mean, I said they're making some, they're making plays to to upgrade that. Uh, they they want to upgrade that O line for sure. I think you could kind of start to see it pan out a little bit. But man, Chicago's having a really good off season so far, and I really hope. Um, it's that new GM man. He's going out there he is doing when like you want to talk about making a statement and going out there and trying to revitalize a an historical franchise you're he's doing it man um i i i'm hoping that with all the, with the trading down he did and everything like that from the number one down to number nine that he gets a solid pick um it just does a really has a really good draft so we'll, we'll see what happens okay probably one of my favorite uh signings here i think Possibly both of our one of our favorite signings, I think. Um, Jesse Bates, a four-year, sixty-four million dollar deal to the Falcons. Uh, that is the fourth largest contract for a safety in NFL history. Uh, they overpaid him. I think that I th- I think going in we kind of knew that Cincinnati was not going to be able to afford him, but uh, I mean the the Falcons definitely did. I think they overpaid, but also they filled a void that they needed. I mean, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta pay one hundred and twenty percent. You know what I mean? Like I said, that's crazy money, and it—I mean, it's another. It was another one of those where he's a perfect fit for them. But like, damn, man, like that's a shit ton of money for a position that doesn't win you a football game, essentially. Yeah, but. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, you can't you can't hate it. You know, somebody offers you. Damn, my trout just hit a three run home run. It's nine nothing USA. Let's go. <laughs> Holy hell! Oh yeah, and on top of that, uh, year one of his contract, he's owed twenty three million dollars. Year one. Yeah, like he he could have potentially screwed up my free agency. 
What do you mean by that? That's a lot of money. I could have allocated that to a lot of other places. And plus, they gave Chris Lindstrom a lot of money, too. Yeah. And they picked up John New Smith's contract, apparently. I mean, hey, they, they got the cap room. I'm not saying they're doing it right, but... Not anymore. <laughs> Um, I think they. I think they're. I. I just don't. I don't know. It. I'm not. I'm not a fan of paying a position that's not going to win me a football game. That's fair. Is Jesse Bates? Is Jesse Bates a hell of a safety? One of the best at his position? Absolutely. Do I think you pay that position sixteen to eighteen million dollars a year? Absolutely not. That 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 twenty three million his first year. Yeah, like I'm <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, you know, like the jet, the Jets fleeced the Seahawks year like a few years ago for Jamal Adams, and look what we turned it into: Elijah Vera Tucker and Garrett Wilson. Facts. So, Patrick Peterson was a free agent going into this offseason, and he had stated uh, in his latest interview they had said where would his preferred destination be, and he said that he would like to play for a team that has the greatest chance of going to the Super Bowl into giving him the hardware that he needs when he retires. And that is the last thing he needs that he feels uh, for his career. Patrick Peterson well, has signed a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Skippy. <laughs> I don't know what you wanted from that, but you're not getting anywhere close to the Super Bowl with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You could have let's, taken let's a sit, veteran minimum sit, deal elsewhere. Let's sit. No, let's sit down and talk, my friends. Like, this is not the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> with Antonio Brown or Heinz Ward or Troy Polamalu, Palamalu, okay? We're not talking about any of these guys here. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, oh, I just got another thing with him. No, the, Jets just restructured an, the Jets just restructured another contract. Uh, they have the Jets have converted six million dollars of John Franklin Myers' base salary into a signing bonus, creating four more million dollars in cap space. They just out here just restructuring. All they're doing is just giving the money that they, it's supposed to be on contract, converting it to into sign-on bonus money, and then that's it. Well, apparently they've been operating free agency. Even today, it was said that they're operating free agency as if Rodgers is their quarterback. So I think they're looking at it as. Whatever we sign, we have to add whatever his cap hit would be. And I don't think his cap hit is going to be a lot. When you look at it, I think there's like something in there. When you get traded to another team, you don't absorb as much as you think. It's 15.1 unless you, unless you get... Yeah, exactly. That's not a terrible cap hit. And the Jets are, right now, I think they're above that. Yeah, 15.1 they could. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could do that now and still go sign other people. And another thing I was reading too is like, you know, if he does sign or get straight to the Jets, that a lot of people are following. Yeah, I'm sure. I am. I am sure that that would happen. That's like one of those like, uh, yeah. I think the the reason they're not doing a whole lot is because people are waiting to see when that happens. Which they're kind of like, yeah, no, hurry it up, man. We know it's happening. Just hurry it up. All right. <clears throat> Next here, uh, both of us also like this move here. Kind of a sneaky deal. Kind of one that makes you go, I wonder what they're doing over there. Uh, Sam Darnold signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, with a room that's already crowded with Trey Lance uh, and uh, Brock Purdy. 
Uh, obviously, Brock Purdy may not be playing until, like, let's say, October. Um, it, it looks like as if Sam Darnold will be the quarterback number two going into the offseason with Trey Lance under center for week one. Uh, but that does not mean that Trey Lance will be the starter. A lot of reports are still saying that when healthy, Brock Purdy is going to basically take that job back in place. So that could be one of those things where we might have a Trey Lance trade at the trade deadline. Uh, mm-hmm. kind, of a, kind of a wait and see how that goes kind of deal. All right. A uh, little little re sign for Jamal Dean with the Bucks. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. And no one thought that was going to happen. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially one where they lost a couple of their pieces already. Uh, a couple big big names to free agency. They haven't signed anywhere yet. Uh, so, yeah, you know, maybe he just likes playing playing in Tampa. That's just more of a personal preference, I guess. Um, Bobby Okurike. Ar- Ar- I think I said his name right. If I didn't, I apologize. I think it's I think it's Okariki. Okariki. Anyways, uh, sign with the Giants. Um, I thought that was a good one. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you. It's a good that. linebacker. It's just a, it's a good linebacker. You know they they had one with Blake Martinez, a good tackling linebacker. They obviously lost Blake Martinez. He's since become a Pokemon master. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, like I said, it's just. It adds to a good defense that they already have. They have a good defense, and if you add a good tackling linebacker to that, I, like I said, good good move by the Giants. It's a, you know, obviously a lot of their money had to go to their quarterback and franchise tag and Saquon, um, but they still have a big gaping hole at a place called wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they did say that Sterling Shepard is coming back, so you do have Shep coming there. You know, Isaiah Hodgins filled in pretty well, but that's still not a winning receiving core and he did receive a four-year 40 million dollar deal from him as well so good yeah good for him on that one uh, eric kendrick's uh signed with the chargers today uh that's a, that's a hell of a pickup him and well that's basically saying juke juke tranquil here's the door yeah that's I, what it basically is you get you get one cover linebacker for another one or you lose one you gain one <clears throat> I believe this this was a one year deal. Uh, I don't think this is just something that was a long term deal. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as long as the uh, as long as the Chargers did the right thing and they fired their medical staff from last season, yeah, right, and uh, have somebody completely brand new to oversee things. Everyone should be. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So we should be a okay. Yeah, they, they should be perfectly fine because I don't know what happened last time, but yeah, best team on paper with their defense. Best team, not even close. The problem is, is they can't stay healthy. So I am shocked though. They were they kept Khalil Mack. I thought they were getting rid of him. I wonder if like when they did the trade with Chicago that they did something a little like they didn't have to take on a lot of money from it. Um, I think they restructured him too, if I'm not mistaken. I'll give you like two weeks ago. I think they restructured him. I'll definitely let you have your thoughts with this one. I'm not really sure what I think about it. Eh, I mean, he still gets paid, but I don't know about opportunity how this kind of goes. Jameis Winston, one year, eight million dollar deal, returning with the Saints. It's just to be there. Yeah, he has a job. Yep. Or not really a job, but like you know, (laughs) he's he's in a. I don't know. I think he's in a good system. Um. 
I honestly thought Winston would have been in Miami. I think Miami would have given him a better chance at starting. But, you know, I guess I guess he really loves New Orleans. You can't really knock him. If he's comfortable there, you know, he's comfortable. You can't blame the guy. Fair enough. That's true. All right. Uh, Jimmy Ward signs with uh, the Houston Texans. Yeah, I was hoping the Jets were going to get him and put him at free safety. I, that one actually kind of like, I was like, damn, man. Like, we could have. Him and Salah definitely have that 49er connection. That could have really helped us. Agreed. Uh, speaking of Houston as well, I did see today about probably an hour ago that the Houston Texans have basically stated that they are opening, open and willing to trade wide receiver Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is open and willing to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a day late, a dollar short. They've been, he's been one out of there for about three months now. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. GM, you're not breaking news. I think he's wanted out. Yeah, he's been out. He's been checked out since September. But, but so this, uh, this could be a move. I'm not saying it could happen, but let's say, I'm you know sensing a little, uh, little, little Rogers Cooks here. You know, maybe you know we'll see. I would not be opposed to that. I think. Uh... I think a wide receiver is going to Green Bay if a trade does go down. It's going to be either Elijah Moore or uh, Corey Davis, and then they're just going to sign Alan Lazard. I'm just saying, man. Brandon, Brandon Cooks is a walking 1,000-yard receiver. Which is crazy, man. Hell of a – you know, such an underrated – you know, it's like he's like in the same category as Mike Evans. Like, you don't really appreciate how good they've been for such a long time. Well, the fact that he's done it with Houston, the Rams, the Patriots, and the Saints – yeah. Like everywhere. <laughs> so um a couple of these just literally came through. They started like right when we were doing our episode. Uh Marcus Davenport one year deal to the Vikings. That's a good one. That's I think that's a great signing, but also kind of weird considering they're trying to get rid of all their shit that they all their baggage they've got. Um, I remember when the I remember when the Saints traded the bag to move up just to draft him, and now he's gone. Like, <laughs> like we're talking about a team that's talking about trying to trade Dalvin Cook, not not uh, committed to giving Kirk Cousins an extension, looking to either they trade release, or cut they, Harrison and, Smith. And they cut Adam Thielen. Cut Adam Thielen, but then they signed Marcus Davenport. It's like you can't be both. You're either committed or you're rebuilding. Pick pick which one you want. So I don't. I like the signing. I just don't know where Minnesota stand is on this. Uh, last but not least, or they could just they could just go through a little youth movement too. <laughs> That's fair. Too. That could be a thing. <coughs> last but not least, I had seen here. Uh, both star players for the Buffalo Bills, uh, Vaughn Miller and Josh Allen, restructured their contracts today. They saved thirty-two million dollars in cap space in total for Buffalo. That, they definitely need a Von Miller to take some of that money away. Yeah, I agree too. That uh, that was definitely, definitely that was a must. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just tweeted ten minutes ago and said, "I don't know what he said." Soul, S U L, like five L's. I'm not really sure what he's what he's trying to do here, but. He's definitely stirring some sort of pot. That's just the only way I see it. <laughs> now it's just a bunch of people tagging, tagging, jet, tagging Jets pages. 
<laughs> Holy shit, man. Well, Dan, hey, we went through. I'm looking through it right now. Keep talking. We went through a lot today, man. What did Russell Douglas do? Like, we're, like, we're talking about a lot. Something happened to Oh, uh, he. Yeah, Rogers is trolling at this point. Oh, did you see that Fabrizio posted that uh, uh, Christopher Nkunku's deal is official now? With Chelsea? Yeah, it will be imminent on July 1st. Something happened. Something happened because that because Rasul Douglas posted that gray and white picture of him and Rogers in the tunnel when they were when you know obviously they played together in Green Bay. And usually when you do a gray and white picture, it usually means like a like a so long, you know, type thing. Like you know, see you later. Oh my lord! I step away for a moment. It's twelve one United States, and Trey Turner hit a home run. Jesus, dude. Oh God. <clears throat> yeah, that's something. Something's rumbling, and and then. Rogers retweeting Sewell for you know Ross Sewell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know that. I'll shit if the if the Jets walk in next year with a corner core of DJ Reed, Rasul Douglas, and Sauce Gardner, sign me up. That is going to be a hard defense to pass on, and you have Michael Carter the second as your fourth corner. That's going to be a tough defense to throw on. Not saying that as a Jets fan, just look at how they performed last year. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, Dan. Um, that pretty much wraps up our Monday's uh, free agency and trades and uh, everything. I have a gonna... list of um, and I, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I have a list of um, top remaining guys that could probably go tomorrow. Okay, let's hear it. There's... All right. So um, the number one is um, CJ Gardner Johnson, standout Eagle safety. Um, Still out there, you know. He wants to come back to Philadelphia. I just don't. The way Philly's operating, they're just kind of letting their defensive guys go because they have rookies from last year that are going to make their way in. Uh-huh. Um, Isaac Siamalu, offensive guard. Uh, Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle. Jordan Poyer, safety. Alan Lazard, wide receiver. Larry uh, um, Larry Agunjobi. Julian Love, Jamal Williams, DJ Chark, and Drew Tranquil. Those are my top 10 remaining free agents as of now. Um, definitely want to keep my eye on Jamal Williams. I feel like he could uh, land in the right spot. He could definitely repeat and maybe even be better than last year's numbers. So I'll, uh, I, I know that we had talked about – we didn't really talk about this at all. Um, obviously, our episode's kind of running the way it is, but it is what it is. Uh, so – Lamar Jackson, um, with his situation, dude, and the fact that, uh, you know, he can't really negotiate with any teams until Wednesday. Um, Dan, by the time our, our ep- we do our next episode, do you think that Lamar will have a contract, regardless if it is with Baltimore or not with Baltimore? So, I will say this. I think, and I thought about this today, I think – Baltimore is letting other teams do their job for them. 
They're letting other teams offer a contract so Baltimore doesn't have to. So Baltimore can just match it, sign, seal, and deliver. Lamar Jackson's back with Baltimore. And I firmly believe Lamar Jackson will be a Raven. Okay. And um, let's just say, again, for shits and giggles, um, that he does not go to Baltimore. What is his preferred destination, do you think? I have no idea. He's been very quiet. Yeah, and the, and the fact of the matter is, too, is that there's been a lot of uh, reporters out there that have stated that they've reached out to teams and teams ha- no team has any interest in Lamar Jackson. None. Still. Uh, so, I don't know where that leads to. Like, no team has any interest in him. Like, what have you ever seen a an MVP quarterback with the resume that he has? And I know we talked, we broke it down a little bit our last episode, but still, like, no interest. Um, and it, but it is a weird market where, like, the teams that need a quarterback, they're in the top ten of this draft. Like, they're like, we know what we want. The teams that are like on the fence are like, eh, we don't want to pay that. So, thanks, but no thanks. It's a really shitty. Yeah, like year I said, for I, I know they had a. Like a small thing about San Francisco probably being involved, but them signing Sam Darnold kind of, I think, just washed it away. They're like, yeah, let me go ahead and close that door for you. Hey, we're signing Sam Darnold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a shitty time for Lamar to be a free agent because a lot of teams are already either going into the draft, drafting their respective new quarterback, yep. or you have a team like the Jets where there are dead set on Rodgers, and it kind of looks like, you know, even as of now on Twitter, it kind of really looks like Rodgers is going to be a Jet. So that's really the only – and then, you know, the Dolphins gave Tua his option. You know, a lot of teams already have their – and you know, the Raiders signed Jimmy G. So a lot of these teams have already got into their offseason plans of, okay – you know, especially the teams that don't have a quarterback, they've already gotten in saying, okay, look, we're, you know, I'm either drafting a quarterback or, you know, we just jumped into free agency and signed them. And, you know, the Saints, obviously, they're a car. And they already got their backup. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins picked up the option. The Jets kind of already are like very the- optimistic that Rodgers will be a Jet. <laughs> Like, the only so team like, that I could honestly think that would even possibly, like, entertain or, like... I could see, I could see the Rams making a sneaky... I could see the Rams making a sneaky move for it, honestly. Especially if they trade Matthew Stafford somewhere. I could definitely see them. Uh, it, it, Tampa Bay could be a really cool spot. He is from Florida. Tampa Bay could really work. Tennessee? Um, yeah, that's if, you know, but it depends how they feel about Malik Willis. I mean, Malik um, Willis versus Lamar is like so far. I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously that's a, yeah, but like I guess we don't know what their what their thought process is because they would have to dump Tannehill's contract somewhere, and Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill could maybe fit the Ravens' read option scheme, but it's obviously not as explosive because you have the best running quarterback in the game right now. Yeah. I don't know. Man. I thought Atlanta Atlanta would have been a great fit, but they're very locked in on you Desmond know, we drafted Ritter. Desmond Ritter. We like Desmond Ritter. 
We got rid of Mariota, so this is Ritter's job. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I, it, it really is a crazy, sad time for Lamar to be a kind of a quote-unquote free agent quarterback. I totally get it, man. But um, all right, yeah. So I think we pretty much cleared everything, got everything out of the way. Um, with that being said, we're probably gonna have something crazy happen tomorrow, just because of our luck, the way that we do things. But oh yeah, no, Rogers, Rogers, the Rogers move is happening tonight. He's Pacific Coast time, so it's it's only eight o'clock over there. You know, he's probably chilling. He probably just finished dinner. Probably just finished dinner. Now he's trolling people on Twitter. I think it's hilarious. All right. Yep. Yep. Breaking news. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. You heard it here first. Um, I'm just getting that out of the actually, way. Actually, Connor Hughes just tweeted out. There is word going around that we will have an answer from Rodgers tomorrow. He does stress that this is still Rodgers. We're talking about and things can change at a moment's notice, which is true. Rodgers is a very unpredictable man. If the Jets announce a trade for Russell Douglas tomorrow, not Aaron Rodgers, I'm throwing my phone in the ocean. <laughs> Did you see the one tweet I retweeted? Yeah. You I probably just... saw like a shit ton of my uh <clears throat> was it the guy the guy he runs a page called the Jet Press and he says, dude, if somehow Aaron Rodgers just says he's retiring after this, I think I'm deleting my account and I said same. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh... <laughs> dude, can you imagine? You fucking imagine. Oh my God. It, there's a reason why they call Aaron Rodgers the Kyrie Irving of the NFL. He's so unpredictable. You just don't know what you're getting. You can either get the happy version where everything's cool. And then all of a sudden politics gets involved and he just shuts down and just does not want to be involved. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go ahead and hop up here. It was about an hour and a half episode, but we definitely cleared everything we wanted to clear. Busy, busy, busy day, and it's only going to get busier um, as the week goes on. I think. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty good week for us, and then it'll kind of die down a little bit until we get to the draft. So it's been pretty, pretty good. Yeah, no. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get back on here. I don't, I, I don't see why not. Uh, Thursday. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I, would I think, see, so. I think the, the next because Wednesday is the first day of the league year, so some crazy stuff could go down at four o'clock on Wednesday. So, you know, we we are in line to do a double recording this week, people. <laughs> Absolutely, especially if. Uh... Once if if the Rogers to the Jets thing does indeed happen before then, um, Dan already has told me he has pre-ordered the Rogers uh, Jets jersey. He's just waiting to put it on until uh, that happens. So my funny, so funny enough, my family, we have a chat. My mom, my stepdad, my brother, and my sister. And when the first story leaked that he was getting traded, I immediately sent it to them. I'm like, guys, you know, I'm turning thirty in August. And ironically enough, I'm turning 30 on the 30th of August. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm like, if I can just get an Aaron Rodgers jersey, you can skip me on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> Jesus. But hey, I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Definitely got a like... Brett Favre jersey, too, when he got traded to the Jets. I, my mom bought me a Brett Favre jersey when I was younger. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously like 80 sizes too small now, but it's in my closet at my parents' house somewhere. It's a, it's a Bre- I have two. I got two jerseys that year. I got Lavernius Coles, and I got a Brett Favre jersey. Jeez. Yeah. I have a Rogers jersey sitting right next to the man. And I do have a Sam Darnold. I do have a Sam Darnold Jets jersey in my closet too. And then when you're forty-five, when you're Jordan Love, yeah, when you're forty-five, you're getting a Jordan Love jersey. Yeah, right. (laughs) But all right, man. Hey, let's go ahead and pop out of here again. Thank you guys for listening as always, and then uh, we'll keep you guys updated with every bit of the information. Well, Dan will with his. I don't know how like he's able to do it, but you know, kudos to him for doing what he does for all that but other than that um yeah take take care be safe and we'll uh, more than likely see y'all on thursday adios